Hi guys, and welcome back to You're on Crack, Mate, the podcast where we delve into films, television series, and whatever takes our fancy, really, analysing and reviewing them to the point where we've been told flat out, you're on crack, mate. This week, I am very lucky to be joined by my new and soon-to-be best friend, <laughs> Ed Brewster, who I have met over the wonderful social media behemoth that is Twitter. Ed, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. You are more than welcome. More than welcome. I'm absolutely delighted to have such a '90s aficionado joining me today. Thanks. <laughs> you are welcome. Yeah. Now that <laughs> yeah. I say that out loud, yeah. that's. I don't think that came out as the compliment <laughs> I wanted to be. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Fine. <laughs> um, before we dive into you know what the uh, episode is going to be about, which I just can't wait for that. Just quickly tell both of my listeners uh, a little bit about yourself there. Hello, both of you. I'm waving. Um, we're getting into the uh, audio format. Um, my name's Ed. I'm from, well, I, I live in Birmingham, but I'm from Lincolnshire. Uh, I'm gay. Uh, I have a beard. Uh, <laughs> I, I do Amdram as well. I write uh, a bit more stuff for sketches and things like that as well. That's it. That's, that's basically me. That is that is pretty cool. There's there's plenty in that to dissect. Just really quick, am drama is always deadly. I did drama in college. I I realized very quickly that my acting skills maybe not so much. But uh, uh, I did love theater. What, what what sort of are are you on stage side of the stage? Um, uh, on on on. Um. Oh, of course. <laughs> Sorry. Of course. I assumed. I, did, I just didn't want to presume. Um, so I'm a member of, well, I'm a member of one theatre group, which is called That's Me Out, which um, is a LGBTQ plus theatre group in Birmingham. I've done lots of stuff with them. I've written, directed, acted. Um, we did um, an Oscar Wilde piece at the Midlands Arts Centre last year, which was An Ideal Husband. Oh, <laughs> I remember. And we spent, you know, a year learning lines, which is what the name of it. Um, which was really, really good fun. Stressful, but really good fun. I've also done um, Shakespeare stuff uh, at the Crescent Theatre in Birmingham as well. Oh, you are fancy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you very much. This raised my podcast to three listeners. Quite delighted at this. Um, this was this was weird because obviously we met uh, by just so much Star Trek hashtags and tweets back and forth, and uh, initially I was thinking when I was putting together this podcast like yeah this is definitely going to be Star Trek this is definitely going to be Star Trek and then I realised that there are about a million Star Trek podcasts so I was like okay I am oh, nowhere yeah. near confident enough to <laughs> start my own one so <laughs> I've just kind of thrown a wide net and uh, what I'm doing is obviously I'm asking. You know, yeah. what would you like to discuss? And you came back almost immediately with the just amazing film that is The Faculty, which I had never seen. I had somehow managed to miss it when it what? came out. Well, okay, I was 10 when it came out, so I understand missing it then. But uh, the, the, look, the look of horror on your face says I look older than my years now, I think. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's more that um, I was, uh, I, went, I think I went to see it at the cinema, and it's a 15 certificate, So, and I think it was released in 1998, so I was 15 or 16 years old, so it's more my encroaching middle age that I, I've been Hey, look, you and me are right in the same boat, I, this is no, no problem with that. We both, we're, well, I'm working on the beard, you're, you're well ahead of me now on the beard. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I foolishly decided I to give myself a handlebar moustache while I was on lockdown and then realised that, you know, I look like I'm Joe Exotic. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that bit, Carol Baskin. <laughs> I, I always wonder, should I burst into a song of that or do I ever think I'll have Carol on the show? Carol Baskin! Anyway. <laughs> um, so, okay, just real quick. So for anyone who doesn't know, for any silly people like me who hadn't watched this film, Ed, tell me about The Faculty. What's it about? So The Faculty is a kind of horror sci-fi high school film. Um, it features a lot of young, a lot of actors who became huge when they were younger. She's <clears throat> got Josh Hartnett, um, Cleo Duvall, Elijah Wood, who looked about 10. I think he looked about 10 for 20 years, and now he looks like 25, and now he's, he's probably about 40. Clearly a vampire. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, there's also loads of other great actors in it. So Humphrey Davidson's in it. Um, Perka Laurie is in it, who is, who's been an actor for decades, and she's been in all sorts of kind of stuff. She was in Carrie as the demented mother. She was in Twin Peaks as uh, Catherine Martell, who had a very dodgy um, second season arc, disguising herself as Japanese oh, man. That was not where I thought that sentence was going to go. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, it's also got Robert Patrick in it, um, who was known as Terminator 2. I think it came out just before this. Um, and he just provides so many intense looks, and he's having a great time just being an art, like playing complete psychotic arseholes. It's amazing. So, yeah, the film is about a group of kind of misfits and outcasts, and also the head cheerleader and the quarterback. And uh, Elijah Wood plays a guy called Casey, who's a bit of a, he's a bit of a loner, nobody really has any friends with him, so he's kind of, as described by um, Delilah, who's the head cheerleader, as that geeky. Where is it? I wrote it down because I really like the quote because it's kind of foreshadowing. And um, basically saying that he's that geeky Stephen King kid that you have in every school. Oh, I do remember that. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I wrote it down. Yeah. God knows in my scroll <laughs> where I found the notes. Um, and he discovers a well. He basically you know something on the football field after he gets intimidated by the amazing psychotic Robert Patrick. Um, and it just looks like he picks up he's like. It's it's, it's, like a it's, it's not pig. the kind of it's thing like, that I was, I was watching. It's like I wouldn't pick that up if I found it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. There's a lot of like elements to Kate, to Casey's character that actually make him go, "Yeah, he's here." And it's actually a little bit creepy. And that's maybe why he's not any friends. Actually, too bloody right. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. not just the Stephen King kid. He is that character that you just you're just waiting to go off. He's the Harold Lauder kind of yeah. character, <laughs> which is worrying and frightening and. He might have a little orange poo in his hand that he could throw at you. Oh, yeah, but then he takes it into theatre to show a teacher, and the teacher discovers that it's, it's a new spiral of, of life. And it's actually an alien, and it takes people over. Uh, so it starts with the, the faculty, hence the name of the film. Starts with the staff. So the actual start of the film, towards the start of the film, is um, the head teacher, played by Bibi Neuer. I think that's how you the name. Uh, Lilith and Frazier. I... Yes, uh, I absolutely should have Googled the pronunciation. I In did. fact, the one pronunciation I did. Oh, fair play. I think well well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so she gets taken over by Robert Patrick and Piper Laurie. You know, um, 
So yeah, it, it, it's quite a paranoid piece. Um, but there's a lot about it. So kind of one of the themes of the film, which is something I've thought about a lot over the years, which is maybe a bit sad, 22 years, <laughs> um, is basically it's a film about conformity versus non-conformity, like so many high school films are, and that's what makes a high school film good. So you've got these outcasts, you've got Stokely who gets called you know, a lesbian, and well, she actually is clearly a goth <coughs> in her you know, mode of dress and everything. Um, and then you've got Katie, who's the Elijah Woods character, who is just a nerd who doesn't fit in. Then you've got the new kid, um, Mary Beth, who's moved from one part of, one part of the country, ahem, no spoilers, but ahem, from Atlanta to Ohio, which is two very different states. Um, then you've got Stan, who's the uh, quarterback, who's kind of feeling a bit uncomfortable with his life. He doesn't feel like he's being respected or valued for himself. There's all these kind of things about conformity and breaking out of your assigned role in society and within high school. And that kind of threads its way all the way through. Um, but it, then the ending is a bit jacked up from that point of view. Yeah, I we, we'll get to the ending in more different. in more detail, but I know exactly what you mean by that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there was you know you know yeah. Um, I, yeah. I remember thinking so when when I was watching it, like it's. I mean, it's this is something I'm probably going to go blue in the face saying in this episode and in the podcast in general. It is such a product of its time, yes. um, and but I I mean that in really quite a loving way for for this yeah. film. I before I when I when it came to watching it, what I did first is I just hit play as if I had you know yeah. walked in, grabbed a film at the cinema. Okay, let's watch this enjoyed it there was yeah. people in it who i didn't know were in the cast um i think yeah. it's an amazing it's, cast. it's very it's, amazing big. it's, cast. it's like you said it's it's people who've gone on to have pretty serious careers afterwards um but one thing that and i had seen the name right and i somehow i had just forgotten and then it took me quite a few minutes to realize i was looking at a 12 year old john stewart playing the science yeah. teacher and he looks nothing <laughs> like himself. I was like, I, who, who I is that guy? Yeah, I was like, oh my god, it's John, John Stewart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. It's, it's. I think he's referenced it in his in his uh, Vanderson on Daily Show and things like that. But yeah, it's, it's for years. I was like, is that the same guy who does the Daily Show? And then obviously I looked at it again. And I was like, yes, it's John Stewart. And I mean, life, life happened to him somewhere <laughs> along the way. <laughs> 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 A lot of life. I, I, my, my little tag now. So if I was to have a little, I suppose the elevator pitch for this film is that mm. this is the uh, obviously because it was written well, it was kind of rewritten by Kevin Williamson of Scream fame, and oh, okay. I, I, oh, there we go. Yay! I, I knew something. I learned. Um. So yes, and it it, it feels like what Scream did for horror and teens this tried to do for mm. sci-fi and teens even though it is a sci-fi horror so it is yeah. still across both genres i feel because there's so many um kind of both overt and subtle references to other films in the genre in this Definitely. um which is something we can pick apart in great detail um 
And so, uh, oh, we, we have a policy on this podcast as well, is that we do talk spoilers. So we, we okay. are allowed to talk spoilers. So anyone right now, mum, yeah. if you're listening, um, if you haven't seen The Faculty and you don't want to know the ending, now's the time to hit pause on this, but do come back. Yes, definitely do that. Um, going, th- going through the cast... Um, uh-huh. th- was, am I right to say was this did this or Halloween H2O come first I'm trying to think was this the introducing Josh Hartnett film or was it H2O um, I've, I'm not 100% sure because I've, I've seen Halloween H2O before but shocker as a horror fan I've not seen the original Halloween so I'm not um, uh, <laughs> listeners please please drop good lord <laughs> Take your chin off of the floor. Good. Um, it's an achievement please. that you haven't seen uh, Halloween. I'm more into uh, spooky than slash. Hmm. So, no, no, I can get that. So you'd be an Exorcist fan and not a Friday the 13th fan. Yes, exactly. So Exorcist, Rosemary's Baby, hmm. The Omen, that kind of balance. Fantastic choices. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I'm uh, sitting here beside a bookcase with... Uh, the I don't own many Blu-rays because I live on streaming services, but I have The Exorcist, I have The Omen Trilogy. Yeah, I don't have Rosemary's Baby yet, so I need to get that one. Oh, it's that's a very creepy and very unsettling film. It's not. It doesn't rely so much on jump horror. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't rely on shots. It relies on a creeping sense of dread and unease and paranoia and fear. Um, which oh, yeah, great. Um, I think. This film, the faculty. I mean, it certainly it it does paranoia quite well. It does it in mm. a in a nineties, you know, in a teen way. Yeah. But but it's still, you know, you you know that it's called the faculty. You sort of know that the yeah. teachers are involved. Yeah. But there's yeah. several scenes where oh, is is this person or is that person? Uh, the thing this film yeah. doesn't do is subtlety. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had I was I was watching it. I think it was about ten o'clock at night. I hit play in it, and it, it's the most. It's the film that you know. If you're gonna watch it at night, everyone in the house needs to be awake because you have to turn it up to hear the dialogue, and then you have to immediately turn it down again once anyone walks around the corner because you yeah. know everyone sneezes into their trombones. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, it's true. It's it's not. You're right. It's not a subtle uh, film at all. But I kind of love it for its schlocky. It, I guess you could definitely. Say. Uh, I think. I think it. I think it. It has its fun with that. Yes. Definitely. Um, in terms of, so you were fifteen, sixteen, watching this. So, can you remember what was your? You walked out of the cinema. What was the first thing going through your head? Oh, that's a long time ago. Um, I think I just. I remember being excited and enthralled by it. Um, and it was it's quite a sexy film as well. Like a lot of the actors are gorgeous. That's I true. mean, stunning people. Let's not forget Salma Hayek was in it. One of her first, I think, one of her first film roles. Salma ha- Salma Hayek played the nurse. I was I was watching. Like, it took me a couple of seconds to again place it. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She uh, yeah, she doesn't have many lines, but she's. Undeniably on camera, if you know what I mean. She's got that presence that she definitely has, and it's interesting because it's Robert Rodriguez. Let me put it back in. Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> I think I'm wrong. Um, it's 
I've actually I've I've seen From Dust Till Dawn. I've actually not seen the Desperado trilogy. Uh, one of the great things about this podcast is like this. suggest films for me so I can <laughs> finally watch them. Um, we'll do that one if we like. We'll do that. We'll do one of those. Desperado. There we go. Okay. Um. I have yeah. now written that down. So there's no there's no backing out of that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um. So yeah. So we. I mean. I'm trying, I'm trying to organise my thoughts because there's so much in terms of just like the cast. We can have yeah. so much fun with it. Um, Josh Hartnett, yeah. I, I believe as well, just sidebar, um, it was on the set of this film that Elijah Ward found out that Peter Jackson was casting Lord of the Rings. No, that's years that ago. That is, yes. So he... That's, that's a long Because let, let's say this probably would have been filming, let's say, 97 or at least 98. And yeah, yeah I think Lord of the Rings started filming 99. Because they... Oh, could he did, didn't it? So that's why you're dead right because if if you watch the, obviously you know Lord of the Rings is now terrifyingly like just about twenty years old, and and yeah, just Elijah Wood is a little baby in it. Oh, this is in before yeah. that. He looks so young. He's barely yeah. had a flipper in this one. Yeah, it's, it, he looks so young in this film. As I mentioned before, he just looks. Yeah, he wouldn't have been, definitely wouldn't have been far off it because I think I think he was a teenager doing Lord of the Rings, which is was he? I think so, which is oh, just scary. Elijah Wood, I'm looking him up on Wikipedia. I do apologize, it's great. He's a year older than me, so yeah, he would have been. Because when I was 16 when it came out, he would have been what 14, 15 when he filmed it or something like that. That is bonkers. Um, that is bonkers. What was I doing when I was 14 or 15? I don't know. I was playing with Star Trek Micro Machines, probably. <laughs> Legend. Oh, yeah. I regret nothing. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded like I was going to say, oh, I've wasted my life. I most certainly have not. <laughs> um, let's talk. Okay, let's, let's. Do you know what? Let's start at the end. Okay, so. Ooh, nice. Yes. Yes. So, because there, there's so many things I wanted without giving the one big thing away um say who a certain person is i won't give that away for just a few minutes yet oh okay um i just want to take a second to talk about the design of the creature which i love the design of the queen mm-hmm. i thought it was really really good i thought it was sort of unique while also being an homage to say john carpenter's yeah. thing which again there's a few yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think like this this film, in in I think a deliberate and loving way, owes a lot to the thing. And well, it, they they name drop Invasion of the Body Snatchers in it, which I got for my birthday. It's on Blu-ray right over there, and I was like, "Do I watch this? Oh, or did I watch it? I'm not. Watch- I might watch it now." Have Have you seen the film originally? Like, have you seen Invasion before? I talk spoilers. Um, I've not seen either of them. I know enough about them that I know how it ends. Okay. But yeah. That is fine. I think I think I can go spoiler free. I think I, I think okay. I can keep it without any twists. Um it is I've I've seen the both the original and the the oh, remake wow. and it's one of those times where I'd say they're as good as each other with potentially the remake just going out in front by a nose. 
Yeah, a lot of people say that. It's, it's one of the few examples where a remake could potentially surpass the original, which is pretty rare, to yeah. be honest. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, um, I, was slate, I wrote an article uh, earlier this year where I discussed The Thing, which is sort of a remake. Um, and I was absolutely, and rightly, ripped to shreds because I got the name of the film wrong. That it was re <laughs> sort of reimagining. I had the thing from another planet. It was the thing from another world, and I said it was starring. Oh yeah, I know what you mean now. Oh yeah. yes. Um. Again, like, yeah. All all of these the these four films all sort of feed into the faculty. You know, the just yeah. looks like my buddy. You know, but it yeah. isn't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um. I. Uh, I, f I think the the character of Zeke yeah just delightfully makes no sense <laughs> what, in what sense <laughs> not no um, <laughs> <laughs> literally no, no um, he's nonsense it, so in a way you're kind of like who is this kid but also there's a real question of how old is this kid <laughs> Because, never mind the fact that Josh Hartnett has looked like he's been in his 20s since he was born, but <laughs> he, I, th I think it's stated he's repeating the, I think, is it yeah. the 12th grade? Is that the final grade? Is the. Uh, yeah, senior year. So that's, I think, that was making. I, I, I forget how American school years work. That I think they stay in high school till they're 18. I think, I think you're right, yeah. Um, so, so let's say he's 19, okay? Yeah. Uh, Funke Janssen. Um, okay, so that was, uh, because it starts out, um, well, well, Funky Anson, sorry, trivia note, has not seen this film, because she can't watch her character's, I'm going to say demise, but, <laughs> is it her demise? We'll come back to that. No, no. Well, but she's clearly making a pass at him, and he's a student. That's that's like one of my notes about the ending that's so jacked up. Going back to what we talked about the ending, is that clearly like he's on the football field. Why is Zeke on the football field? So again, he's it's part of his kind of enigmatic nonsense uh, element, really. That he's suddenly become this massive conformist when he wasn't. Clearly, somehow saving the the planet with drugs because that's the whole point is that drugs save the world. Just again, pick that up. Potentially, I put a some sort of a disclaimer on this episode. They don't. They don't. They don't. Yeah. No. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> maybe no. Yeah. Um, like you know. Hmm. Let's see. <laughs> For the purposes of the podcast, I am holding a biro, and if you've seen the film, you know why. <laughs> I'm just thinking of my bit. I just like big biros. Um, they smell great. They smell great. Um. Yeah, so he's conformed, he's become the, the, the quarterback, who's also having a cheeky cigarette, which is... Which is just, I was watching it going like, has anyone explained athleticism to that man? <laughs> yeah, it was like, um, could you could you wait till after the match, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> and then the coach is like, I'll just put it out. It was like, um, I know that, no. I mean, I, I, I don't smoke myself, but I, I imagine that if I was running around... The, you know, the, the football pitch in school with a cigarette hanging out my mouth. I wouldn't have just been told to put it out. I would have been shoved in detention, at least. Yes. Uh, 
that's what he seeks when he's cool and handsome. So, you know, what are you going to do? And that's the point of the film, is that the cool and the handsome <laughs> kids, you know, they they get away with yeah. anything. Yes. That's a, that's a good point, actually, yeah. Um, but, yeah, then he does this little, so he, he then he does this little coy wave to Pamela Johnson, whose character I've forgotten. And I thought... She has to be old enough to be a teacher, so she's got to yeah. be in her 20s anyway. Um, yeah. And, I mean, I wouldn't like to hazard a guess, because Pam Jansen is one of the most women on the planet. So, I don't know, yeah. she could have been 20, she could have been 50, she could have been 14, I don't know. She just looks the same, she doesn't age. Uh, yeah. She lives in that pod she was in in The Perfect Mate in Star Trek. Always find a way to bring Star Trek into it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I remember watching it going like, that's that's unsettling me more than it should. Why why is that the thing that unsettles me about her character? Yeah, it's like nothing to do with the fact that she can go walking even when her body is somewhere over there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just a problem of sending and and then the thing that, that boggles my mind the most is Casey and Delilah getting together. It right. makes so that's that's what I think. So we have Jordana Brewster playing Delilah, I think, Prophet, uh, and she is the head cheerleader. She's the editor of the school newspaper. Yeah. Uh, she is, you know, clearly beautiful. And then you have Elijah Woods, Casey, who is the photographer of the school newspaper, and yeah. you know, is quite stereotypical. Even though he looks like a little porcelain doll, he is stereotypically he's the <laughs> odd kid. He, you know, he's yeah. as you said, he is the the, the Stephen King kid. And yeah, you know, she is initially she's kind of bet- uh, portrayed as you know maybe in the first few minutes as kind of okay, you know, and then yeah. very quickly reveals herself to be a complete bitch. Yeah, yeah. There's a quote that I didn't quite jot down fully because he says it very quickly, but I don't get Kate, like Casey said, if you know if you're a pretty cool human being, you can be a total A-grade bitch. Yeah, it's a bit like, do they have that relationship <laughs> at that point? Yeah. No, not really. It's like at the start when they're creeping around in the uh, faculty lounge and just before they discover the, the dead Mrs. Brummel in the, in the broom closet. And Sam Hayek gets smacked in the face or whatever it is. But yeah, it's just like... So this is the other bit about creepy Casey. Uh, When they're in the closet and they're hiding from the, um, you know, from the bombies or whatever, he sniffs her hair. I can see you shivering. You're kind of like, yeah, this is the guy we're all supposed to be rooting behind. And he gets... Yeah. He he, he literally leaves over and goes... Um, and she just kind of goes, "What are you doing?" Uh, Robin, that's a violation. Yeah, it's like, yeah. There's, there's no, uh, not to get too deep on this, but there is something to be said about the fact that this was produced and released by the Weinstein Company. Yes, I was going to say Harvey was one of the producers. Yeah, <laughs> which is, you know, it's um, in a way, it it doesn't color. I think a lot of the way I see some of those dimension right. films. But it does make you a little bit aware. Like, for example, I don't believe that that scene was written with anything more than, ah, sure, we'll give the audience a bit of a giggle here when he does this. Isn't this weird? Of course, yeah. now, they'll be like, you know, okay, I'm completely turned off that character for the rest of the film. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's not, he, he's yeah. a weirdo. Which, arguably, yeah. we should have been feeling then as well. But, you know, hashtag yeah. me too. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> not making light of that, I've just lost every single bit of support I have. 
That's fine. That's fine. Thank you for being on my final episode of the podcast. Tour on track <laughs> yeah, it's my thing. It's your own job. Much appreciated. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it it does. It it's you know kind of highlights the that's that's not okay. We have a potentially pedophile teacher chasing after Josh Hartnett, and we've got a creepy dude who likes to hide in closets sniffing people's hair. We're off to a good running start with the heroes of this film. <laughs> there's also um, there's a point later on where I picked up on that when I started sort of looking at Casey in a different way rather than being a slight pathetic figure of actually being a bit creepy again to use that kind of word that when when um, it, they show it later on once he's reported to the police and he goes back to his parents goes back to his family house and <clears throat> his dad is the one who's back in his room and like oh you can't have this he's like a modem he pulls the modem out of the computer which really dates it <laughs> now I'd have to like, turn the router off oh well that's all of it gone now but um but he on on uh, Casey's wall is a series of photographs of Delilah, not taken oh. like one of them that springs to mind is that she's kind of looking away from the camera, just like she's normally just walking around. Like you didn't take a photograph of her without her permission, did you? Did I think I don't, maybe I'm misremembering this, but was that a sort of trend in a lot of '90s stories? Is that you know obviously we didn't have the online kind of stalking that we have now. But, yeah. you know, this idea of, you know, oh, this person's so lovely, I have these pictures. And it was sort of, yeah. oftentimes, kind of treated okay. It was like, oh, that's yeah. perfectly acceptable. I mean, why, why wouldn't you have yeah. lots of pictures of this girl who doesn't know you're taking pictures of her? It was a logical um, aspect to an, an innocent crush, but it's not an innocent crush because, or rather it is, but it, it, especially when you mentioned that online presence and the way you can find out so much about somebody just by Googling them. <clears throat> things like that, it, it crosses into that territory of unacceptable behaviour or kind of violatory behaviour. It, it, but back then it was like, oh, isn't he cute? No, no, he's not. It's like, no, 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 no he isn't. And, 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 and it's, as, as you say, it's their ending up together. So they go through trials and tribulations yeah, yeah. Um, and then they end up together. And it just, oh, I was watching it going, no, I don't buy that. Yeah, it doesn't look work it's not really i mean even if let's say okay yes he is instrumental in you know saving the world and saving the school and good man elijah uh but their uh, fairy tale ending just doesn't feel earned no it's maybe if they'd if they'd ended up with them kissing just sort of uh, a show of respect because clearly she doesn't respect him despite the fact He's a talented photographer and he's not doing creepy photographs of her without her permission. Um, also, him being elevated to a joint editor, I don't know how you're going to do that very quickly in, you know, in a three or four second scene at the end of the film. But they could have hinted at something more, like maybe she's got building a crush on him rather than full-on you know, kissing. I, I, I think so, yeah. There could have been um, potentially, a, I want to say, a reciprocal hair sniff or <laughs> just, to kind of, just to kind of go like, you know, hey, you know what? I'm into this. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel as well. I, I, I blame myself for this one. I, 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 like, I'm kind of like, you know, yeah, we're talking about relationships. Like, this is a film about an alien invasion. And just in case we haven't made this clear. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, there's, there's aliens in this. Yeah. So um, I, I, have to, I, was, I was actually quite impressed with it because it has the feel of, well, actually, I suppose it has the feel of, and, it, and it, I think the budget for this was about fifteen million, which is not really a lot oh. for a big film. And 
not really no for for a lot of it the the effects while used sparingly are quite okay in some part in other parts definitely not yeah, so much that's, yeah. yeah as you say um there is there's one or two like the the see so um Casey brings the specimen he found into the lab and they mm-hmm. figure out that it's brought to life by water um yeah. which is potentially why the aliens chose earth because there's rather a lot of water here and uh-huh. um we we start to see the thing come come to life and initially i thought you know what that looks good for 1998 yeah, that looks pretty good yeah um i reviewed my opinion when it started to multiply and we got some close-ups and that's okay listen i'm not an animator so i can't exactly judge somebody else's yeah. animation yeah except the mummy scorpion thing that was Moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Um, and but then even in that scene, we have Zeke, who is he's the outsider, you know, I do whatever I do, all this. He also happens to be some sort of biological genius. Yeah, yeah. He just starts feeling off like Linnaean classification things, like oh, I'm like, like I know a little bit about biology, but then I was going, what do you know about man? I I, I know that. Biology was a subject they taught in school. That's <laughs> yeah, okay, and, yeah, and, yeah. and the teacher, John Stewart, he treats him completely as an equal in this scene. Oh yeah, he just like snaps into you're not the drug dealing um, fuck up that, that you know everybody thinks you are. You're actually oh by the way, yeah, you're you're, you're a scholar. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, and it's just like fine, yeah, yeah I buy okay, it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, And of course, it's his. Drug dealing slash biological genius slash I'm really good at chemistry that ends up saving the day, which is like this is again it's kind of this trend yeah. of like huh stoner wins. Not try not yeah, to see no, any kind no, of message no, in that. No, yeah. but, um, I might underline that disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. It it is another kind of that kind of nonconformity that his nonconformist behaviour is actually what saves the world. So it's not about the jock who runs and punches the alien and saves everybody, it's, it's uh, I hate the phrase, but like deviant behaviour basically saves the, saves the world. Which is quite novel in a lot of ways. I like, I, you know, I, I like the crew that they build. You know, yeah. you have, um, as you say, you've got, you've got Stokely, who is, you know, the goth outsider. Yeah. You have, you have Stan, who's, you know, for most of his time, the jock, the head yeah. quarterback. Um, you have Zeke, who defies definition um <laughs> and then casey and I'm testing myself here we've got mary beth and i want to say delilah there we go delilah, yeah delilah so we kind of all all you know you're kind of ticking every demographic you yeah. know the people who shouldn't hang out together and it's because they all manage to work together that they sort yeah. of they get put into the vile situation if they like yeah. um and i really enjoyed that aspect of the film yeah i thought that i thought that was good and one of the one of the scenes that really stands out for me, and when I was watching it, was like, oh, this is good. It's when I think it's possibly the first time that all of them, I think it's just after the scene um, with Alien John Stewart, and they yeah. walk out of the room, and everyone is just staring yeah. at them. And I really, and, and it just, I think, you know, they're all kind of like, let's get out of here. And that was really good. And it was tense, you know, in a yeah, film that I know. Very it, tense. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, I'm doing an awful lot of talking over you here. I'm, I'm, Don't worry I'm about it. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> the um, yeah, that is 
you're right, that is the first time they come together. And you also notice Stan, who's having this uh, identity crisis in a lot of ways, um, but he also naturally assumes a leadership position. So when he stands against the door, he says, right, I need to have a plan, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And they all go along with it, which is kind of, you know, the idea of the quarterbacking of the pair. Cheerleaders are kind of the king and queen of the school, and they, you know, they go along with that behavior. Including Zeke, he's like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll go do that. It's quite, it's just that little moment that I picked up for the first time today. I think you're dead right, though. Um, it's because in a lot of teen films, sure, who's the hero? It's the yeah. quarterback who's going yeah. through the, the crisis or, yeah. you know, the head cheerleader who's actually really, really nice. Yeah. You know, things yeah. like that, yeah. which is not a slight against head cheerleaders out there, by the way. It's just a trope <laughs> in films. <laughs> true, true, true. But um, also, the, the, um, so you know, there's the couple, there's uh, the boyfriend and girlfriend who, through the film, they use their relationship to kind of point out the differences in behaviour. So at the start of the film, they're shagged and boring each other. By the way, the girl is played by Summer Phoenix, uh, younger sister of River and Joaquin. Yeah, yes, because the acting dynasty. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so but then then later on, um, when he's been taken over, she's pushing them, what are you doing? Wake up, wake up. Effing and blinding them. And then at that scene where they walk out, I think they see the two of them together and they're just like silent, looking straight ahead. You know, completely fantastic. I am. It was. It was. Funny is the wrong word, but the absence of domestic violence <laughs> was pointing out what was wrong with this town in America. Like, yeah, yeah. Again, interesting viewpoint. <laughs> yeah, to, uh, good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, funny enough, now I I'm terribly sorry. I don't know the actor's name, but the boyfriend was played by. He's one of the leads in Scary Movie. No. Really? Yeah, and I, I thought, you know, Kevin Williamson screen, scary movie. I thought just, ah, all just okay. the, you know, the one, the one little. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. Thank you very much. I have a, I have this weird thing where I, I tend to, I don't know why, but I tend to remember actors and, and faces, you know. Me too. Oh, I, I drive people up the wall and have them since I was a kid because I have a really good memory for faces and to a certain extent names. Oh, that's the other guy who's also in this. Shut up. <laughs> oh, hang, oh, hang on. He's also been in this with that. And that's interesting. I, did, I, I still do it now. I think my housemate, Lyle Tunnelly, um, he uh, either patronizes me and lets me crack on, or he, like, oh, okay, he, he appreciates it. I don't mind. Yeah, it's it's got to be good because you know it's going to come in handy on a trivia quiz. <laughs> yeah, I bring a picture around. If you get me on a quiz, just like my old quiz team, Thunderpig, they just used to give me the picture around at the start. Because people were like, um, let's all have a look at the pictures. And my friend Holly would go, no. And I'd get like seven or eight straight away. Like, da, 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 uh, I think that's the one, that one. Would you reckon? Yes, is it? And we'd, we'd generally score well on the picture round. Oh, I, 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 I love that. Okay. Note to self. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, John, are you making a podcast here or are you trying to build yourself a team? <laughs> both. Both, yeah. Why can't you both? <laughs> Um, do you have a favourite character in this film? Um, that's a tricky one. I do, I do sort of like Stokely. Mm. But then we're talking about the ending, talking about conformity and all that kind of stuff. She stops being a goth thanks to the power of Stan's kisses and his <clears throat> affections. Knocks the goth right out of her. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, it's really grim in a lot of ways. Like her self-expression sort of diminishes because she's got a boyfriend. So it's like, that's a lot of problems there. It's like you're, you're 
this is a film that is great and enjoyable and yeah. it's an alien flick and as soon as you just lift the lid yeah, on yeah. the surface there's, there's a layer there's of a, ooh yeah, and you're kind of like is this deeper than they had potentially originally intended yeah <laughs> and I'm going to say that no it was all intentional and we are meant <laughs> to look at these things the way that we are looking at them and just Good, not cast any good. kind of judgement on us for looking at the film at this kind of <laughs> level of detail that's fine. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. The acting is really solid. Yeah. This is this is not something that felt like it was thrown together over a weekend. No, it's there's a lot of love and attention, a lot of great character actors, as we've mentioned. The reason why these people have gone on, apart from Usher, who can't. Um, yeah, Usher's in it. Usher, I, think it was, yeah. I think it was his first film, thanks to faculty. Um, but the, the reason they've all had great careers and diverse careers is because they're really good. <laughs> Do you know, I mean, it's as simple as that. They're good. They're really good actors, and that's why they've done well. Yeah, I, I, I totally, I, I totally agree. And I think it was there was this kind of explosion of talent yeah. that, I mean, I suppose throughout the nineties, but particularly, I think, not to say that Scream was the first film that started to produce that kind of talent. But I think kind of the latter half uh, of the 90s, um, you had, in a way, I know some films were already established. I'm th- yeah. the, for some reason, Keanu Reeves popped into my head there because I'm thinking of The Matrix. But of course, I know he had been established before. But yeah, yeah. you've got Josh Hartnett, Elijah Wood. They went on to do okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Clay Duvall has done very, very well. Yeah, yeah. Poor Stan. Haven't seen Stan in very he's much. Done, he, I think he's more of a... Um... He, he popped up in an episode of ER, so one of my many fandoms, as you know, Star Trek, X-Files, Parks and Recreation, and also ER. Brilliant. So I'm totally I, with, I love ER, by the way. I'm totally with you on that one. And you would be better. Um, yes. <laughs> um, he popped up in that. I think he does more interesting roles rather than straight kind of handsome dude roles. Um, he played a... I think it was a homeless person with... Um, Dissociative identity disorder. So, what they do for multiple personalities. And he played a blinder, and it was an opportunity for a character who was not taken seriously later on. What's the name of the ginger doctor who's in later on? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know uh, exactly who you mean. Um, I want Moretti. Is he, he Moretti? Something like that. Yeah, and he kind of he like makes it. No, he's no, he's not taken. He's not whatever he is. He's got dissociative identity, and it's kind of a redemption uh, for that. Doctor Morris. Oh yes, Doctor Morris played by Scott Grimes. Is that yes, right? Yes, 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 yes. exactly. Um, yeah, and it's his chance for him to actually for him to be taken seriously because he's a comedy character in a lot of ways. But, mm. but um, that was when I saw him. But I think we've all seen him in other little bits where he's, he's not just playing a simple, straightforward character. Put it that way. I can't remember him off the top of my head, but that one, I remember looking at him going, "I know who that is." Again, doing that <laughs> pretty irritating thing. Luckily, I was on my own, so I didn't have to annoy anyone else. But I was like, "Oh, that's Stan from." But yeah, it was a really challenging. It's a tough role to play a, a very controversial and very difficult um, mental illness like DID, which isn't even taken seriously by half the psychiatric um, community. So I'm going into another completely different tangent. That's I mean, like, say, I, I, I it takes it takes an actor with yeah. you know a bit of talent to yeah, exactly. to do that. Yeah. I think well, maybe maybe the faculty might not have showcased. 
everything he could do. Yeah. I, I still I felt for him. Do you know what I mean? He, yeah. I, it wasn't just oh the jock is having a bad day. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? There was actually these characters have for the most part arcs. Yes, they do. Yeah, they've got a reason why they're there. So another reason why it is a good film in a lot of ways is it's it's quite character driven rather than plot driven. So <clears throat> apart, let's let's sort of. Maybe a question towards the end of this is how do we have an ending for the Taxi Adventures? But I don't know. That's um, yeah. uh, I think definitely. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's definitely character driven. They got to that place because of who they are and because of what they've happened. So they they mentioned very cleverly in small ways. So they mentioned about Delilah. I think part of the reason she's quite independent and I hate the word feisty, but she is, mm-hmm. is that she says, "Oh, I told my mother, but she 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 drinks," and it's like. It's three words, and that tells you a lot about the character, potentially, in those three words. And similarly, Zeke, when Bumpy Johnson's character, it's really bad that I don't remember that character's name. When she confronts him in her little red dress and gives him that, that mouthful, she mentions about, where's your mum? She's, you know, she's not discovering herself, but she's actually just embarrassed of you. And then that, that tells you a lot you need to know about Zeke, in that absent parents, so he's playing out because he can or for whatever reason, for attention or whatever. It's it quite reason. Because and th- those two characters, actually specifically Delilah and Zeke, yeah, you know you, they're they're the two where overtly or not, you go okay, things are not okay at home. Yeah, yeah. and you know it's it, it certainly it certainly gives a bit of depth to because Zeke, there, there's a lot of surface detail to Zeke. You know yeah. he's he's good at biology. He's the odd kid. He is the dealer. Yeah. Um. Uh, he he's good at chemistry, but you're kind of like, well, okay, that's the thing. He has the time to do this, which yeah. means there's nothing else happening in his life. Yeah. You know he has. You know I could just transform my entire garage into yeah. a chemistry set. <laughs> garage is obviously not being used. Where's mum and dad? Yeah. And I think unless unless I'm wrong, there is a house there, but I don't think he ever goes inside. You don't see any, any of the rest of the house, no, not at all. That's uh. He's kind of like, oh, so. You know, does he does he not want to be in there because that's just where the memory of mom? Or what I thought as well is maybe they are there, and they just yeah. don't care. Yeah. You know. Because um, I mean, yeah, in that confrontation with Bumpy Johnson's character, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's inappropriate. Yeah, it's inappropriate. That's it. I remember yeah. the name. I think it's an Italian name. Um, <laughs> uh, she mentions about the fact her mother's just her, his mother is disappointed in him. She's embarrassed of him. So I don't know how much is that her just doting him because because of her behaviour has changed, or she knows enough to know that they have a really shitty, you know, stressful uh, school relationship. Um, I don't know, abusive. That's what it is. They have an abusive relationship, and that's partly why he's doing that. We don't know enough, but we know enough to know that he's clearly very intelligent, as I mentioned. He's clearly a scientific genius in some ways. He's created his own, you know. Easy Molly, whatever it is, um, but he's he's a mess. Like he had to repeat his, his last year. So what happened in his last year? Despite the fact he's clearly academically able, he even mentioned like when he was having the English class, he, he comes up with some really good points, but then he ruins it by making a joke about masturbation. Mm. I I got the impression of him that he was deliberately, you yeah. know, sabotaging himself. Yeah. That he you know, the real world is a place where parents don't care yeah. and nobody's going to take him seriously. But yeah. in school. He can be the outsider and still be cool, and yes. people need him for, as you say, Molly, you know. Yeah. And, you know, he's got that cool car that he seems intent on <laughs> smashing into a car. wall. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he gets beaten up, though. He really gets, of all of them, he has the most physical um, kind of punishment. So he crashes his car into the school bus to decapitate Tonto Yankton. Yeah. And then he crawls out and he kind of does this amazing, he's obviously really clearly super active, kind of crawls out on his back and he kind of lifts his, I'm trying, I'm doing this in camera, I don't know why you're not going to be able to hear this. That's and, okay. And he's surely looking like, what, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? But he, he crawls <laughs> on his back and he lifts, he's arched his back and closes the car door with his, with his foot. And then he's clearly in pain and later on he gets thrown across the locker room and smashes into lockers. He's one who really takes the most beating. I, I really did think that at that moment where he gets flung across the room, I was like, oh, okay, this is how Josh Hartnett's character dies. Yeah, uh, I know. And, and yet, you know, yeah. maybe he was wearing the football pads early. Oh, why didn't he put know. the football pads on? They were in they, a locker they, they room. They everywhere. Yeah, put a helmet on you. Yeah. <laughs> I think as well. So, one of the, I mean, there's, there's many standout scenes, but the, the scene where they get to his chemistry lab. Yeah. And... Which I, I don't know. I was watching, okay, and I, I don't know why this didn't jump straight at me. And then I, I read the description today. I said, "Oh, of course it is. It's the blood scene from the thing." Oh, because he yes. makes them all take the drug to yeah. find out if they've been infected or not. And I didn't. I have to say, I was. I was watching. It wasn't. It wasn't so. So say obvious that I was like, "Up oh, there we go. That's yeah. uh, that's Mac sitting there with the hot wire." Um, but and then it was just like when I read it, it was like. Oh, that, that that is what this is. I love yeah. this. Yeah, I know. Uh, and it was it was good again. I think at that point, I think I uh, I tweeted or something going like, "Ooh, I've got to the paranoid bit." Everyone thinks they're all infected. This is yeah. good. Yeah, it, it is a cracking scene, and it's um, and it's the par- you're right. The paranoia is them all accusing each other of having this aberrant behaviour, which is completely out of character. Um, and what about you? But what about you? And and oh, you just took like the great thing is that Delilah says to Mary Beth, spoilers, says, Oh, you just turned up and everything went weird. And like, yeah, <laughs> but we know Delilah's been taken over, so she's it's like some kind of master plan or something. It's I, I, I hold back that the writing on this film is actually really good in a lot of places, but I think somebody else proposed the ending. That's um, I like, I, I definitely agree, like, it is. It was funny. It was tense, and it was yeah. you know right up until you know, we're we're verging on spoiler territory here. But we can do a little bit of spoiler here, as you say. Delilah yeah. has been taken over. She gets exposed yeah. in this scene, and but I didn't know. Like I didn't go like oh, Delilah's. Yeah, uh, that yeah. was a good twist. Yeah, it was a good twist, definitely. Uh, um, uh, definitely. And uh, I'm uh, I'm glad that uh, Zeke is so good at making the drugs that yeah everyone just kind of laughed for a while and then. It's all good. It's fine. Katie you know. takes it like two or three times. Katie is off his nut by the end of it. He should be like crawling up the walls. And but basically, just say it's it's pretty much caffeine pills. Like it's concentrated <laughs> hit of caffeine and a few of the bits and bobs, and it just makes you giggle. Sorry, I just have this impression that you know you Kevin Williams is there going like Elisha, that's not in the script. Why why are you still doing this? You're only <laughs> supposed to take it once. <gasps> what was that? <laughs> that's that's. Elijah, Elijah, that's talcum powder. Stop snorting talcum powder. <laughs> he keeps going. <laughs> we went through three Elijahs on this film. No. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> the Hollywood cloning facility will be fine. We'll pump out another five. It'll be all right. Grand. Mr. Jackson, you're going to have to push filming back by about a month. <laughs> yeah. um, 
and there's there's there's, there's so many good. I I feel like you know, kind of like oh, I want to single everybody out, but I'm also conscious that you know I do want to get to talk about this ending. So yeah, okay, let's let's get there. So we we've it's it's the which I love as well. It's the big game on Friday. Doesn't matter that the town has been taken over by aliens. Football is still happening. <laughs> Such an American slice, isn't it? It's like you still play football on a Friday, though. Absolutely, like you know, like what even kind of alien are you? Unless you can. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. We really, really enjoyed it. Friday off on it. <laughs> and, and, and so the, the the group is there hiding in the uh, uh, the gymnasium. Yeah. And they straight up murdered the principal. Yeah. That was the thing. Like, that's one of the notes I made is that like everybody survives. That's the thing. Everybody actually survives mm. um, and becomes changed. Forever. Like Tanti Janssen, her missing I don't understand how she survived. She, she had mean... her head removed and it went, crawled off like something from Mars Attacks and went, whoop, back on the, and then kind of like, I think there's even a bit where you just see a kind of shrug of shoulders like crack her neck and, all right, off we go. I think it's that alien possession is the best thing that ever happened to her. <laughs> yeah. She found a sexual confidence. What's wrong with that? Absolutely. Yeah, again, okay, then. directed toward the possibly wrong direction. But yeah. yeah, actually, hang on. I do not make mean to make any aspersions, and everyone be free to love whoever you love over a certain age. Um, <laughs> Within the bounds of acceptability in the law. Yeah, like, come on, like, seriously. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- in fact, what you mentioned about um, the, the kind of the, the anti-feminist undertone is that. So her character finds a sexual confidence, comes to confront somebody who's been causing trouble and also being sexist towards her. And then it's undone. And now she's meek and mild and a bit dismissive. A bit kind I of think I almost have preferred her character to stay dead. You know, because it's a fantastic scene, if, if nothing else. Like, you know, it's, it's a great set yeah. piece. And then at the end of it, it's just like, oh dear. Yeah, it's inappropriate. Oh. It's, yeah, it's like you know so point number 703 about how to change the ending of this film yeah. that would be high that would be higher up the list i think but yeah so they now uh, okay full spoilers i'm gonna be honest i twigged it pretty quickly about mary beth about mary beth and i, I it didn't d- d- uh, lower my enjoyment of it in any yeah. way i was just looking forward to it yeah. because uh, her act and i Awful now that I don't remember this, but her actress does such a good job. Yeah, she does. And um, I did know the actor's name, and I was like, oh, I don't know the actor's name. It just popped into my head, and then it's gone straight out. Um, but yeah, she does do a fantastic job. So what you mentioned about the bit where, yeah, Phoebe Neuer, her character gets, the principal gets her head. Like, she just shot in the head. That's it. Oh, yeah, like, no, she's, she she's not dead. She's gone. Yeah. <laughs> no oh, she's fine. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, um, but like I suppose, thank God that she does. Otherwise, like, I, do you know how, sorry, sidebar, but I always That's wonder right. with these kind of films is that. So the police just believe them, yeah. There's there's no like follow up, you know, kind of like. There's a lot of dead people in this film. Yeah, yeah. A lot of <laughs> uh, they sort of mention like, people go missing, but like, do they dissolve the principal's body? Oh yes, she's Mary Beth. Pours all the uh, the Molly all over the Catherine girls or whatever, and then her body dissolves. Uh, so there's no evidence as to where the principal was. That's true. So how do you? Presumably, she has a family. <laughs> um, 
or or maybe they all got taken over as well. And oh, sorry, I certainly didn't just Google this, but Laura Harris does a fantastic yes, job. I did. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like uh, it's this video. I hope you think I'm being rude. I'm not checking my Instagram right That's all right. That's cool. Because, <laughs> like, you know, just doing a quick Google. Yeah. So, Laura Harris, well done. You were excellent as Mary Beth. Um, yes. And, and she really was, because even when she, you know, reveals herself, she's still kind of nice. Yeah. She, she sort of, this, the alien uh, uh, takeover, the parasites, the hosts, whatever, they actually become nice to people. So, with the coach, when Sam goes up and says, I've changed my mind, the coach goes, well, you're clearly going through a transformative process or whatever. Um, and it's like, the coach was an asshole, but now he's being super cool. You kind of, you kind of left one going, is this such a bad thing? <laughs> can, we, can we keep one of them as an agent, <laughs> just, just promise, don't take over everyone. Go on now, have come some. on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, you can have the arseholes. You can have the worst people in school. And yeah, you cool. can have those two, um, the two kids that kept buying the drugs off Zeke. One of whom was, is he oh. the guy from that 70s show? Yes. Um, he's from another acting dynasty, the Masterson. Oh, yes, who, yeah. um, he's in the 70s show. And also his brother is the eldest brother in Masterson. I always wondered, are they, um, obviously not enough to Google it, but I always wondered whether they... <laughs> I don't care yeah. that much. And their sister, Alana Masterson, was in The Walking Dead for a very long time. And the character's name has escaped me. Uh, she played a gay character who was kind of awkward, but really quite funny, but cool is as well. Is it uh, Tara? Yes, Tara. She played Tara. So there's loads of Masterson in this, but yeah. <laughs> this is right. One might argue, too many Masterson. <laughs> <laughs> there's that, that. Let's just... Let's yeah, just pivot, pivot. <laughs> um... <laughs> okay, so in discussing the ending, all right, I lo- I want it. I want to hear your thoughts, your opinions, and okay. your alternative, uh, alternative ending. I couldn't even say the word alternate. Uh, alternate. Um, I don't. Know, I think Stokely maybe could be bisexual. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you because you've got a few seconds basically. You don't want to kind of have this big exposition at the end of the film when actually the rest of the film is totally canonical if we take this exhibition explanation. Um, I think maybe having uh, Miss Inappropriate <laughs> still be, so exhibit some sexual confidence and some self-confidence and maybe just give a sly wink at Zeke. Zeke is nowhere near the football field. He's like teaching a class because he's actually I am brilliant. I have been wasting myself to a certain extent. But also, maybe he's still got a few of the pens in mm. his pocket. Yeah, I like that, <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It, maybe not in the full pad. He's still wearing his clothes, but he's just helping out other young kids, teaching them or mentoring mm. somebody. Um, the Delilah Casey thing, I think there'd be... Maybe there'd be flirtation, because he'd become more confident, and she's going, oh, okay... Well, not that kind of, oh yeah, they're, they're smushing face now, that's, that's it. That's how boys and girls, that's how their relationship is in 1998 with these yeah. kind of films. Yeah. yeah. I've always thought, like, um, you know all these big action films where the man plays the thing automatically gets the girl? That's just so heteronormative. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see a film set after that, and they're basically the relationship is pulled apart, falling apart because it's based on one, you know, moment. And there's, it can't hold. We had this really <laughs> exciting time, and then, you know, I realised yeah. he bites his nails and spits them across the room. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. He he means he never washed up. Um, <laughs> and he kept put playing the card. Of, yeah, but you remember that time I saved the world from an alien invasion? It's like, yeah, but did you clean the toilet? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but you destroyed the toilet. You might save the world. You destroyed the toilet. So, <laughs> but um, oh dear. But yeah, it's it's yeah something like that. But I think there's nothing appropriate. And Zeke would he'd be sick mentally, and she'd walk past him like nudge him and just a sly little wink, and then walk away. But still, that still feels it, creepy. It does. I don't know. Somewhat, I think if this is potentially this is another episode, but the the idea of her <laughs> remaining with that confidence and giving it a bit of a wink, I don't know why, but it feels better than the depiction better. of she seems to have gone back to sort of a meek character and is now yeah. watching her student play football. Or she's alone on the bleachers watching. Watching a student playing football. Mm. Yeah. I think the Stan and Zeke thing, maybe they uh, not Stan and Zeke, Stan and Stokes together is great because they've seen something yep. in each other. Maybe it'd be better because he assimilates into her kind of culture or whatever and he's wearing a bit gothy. Maybe he's got some eyeliner on and he's wearing like a, um, a Marilyn Manson t shirt or something to say that he's, he's discovering himself. I don't well, know. But, but I like, I think, not to, like, None of this. We're not hating on the ending. I just feel that there's, with, no, with, well, well, okay, maybe a bit, but uh, <laughs> with twenty years of hindsight, we've been able to go. We have yes. notes. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Rodriguez, hello. You don't know us. He's like, ah, it's one of those phone calls. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Can somebody else take this down like five today? I think. Um, what, what did you think of how they defeat? Uh, Mary Beth. So, I was thinking about that today uh, when I was watching it again for this. Like, it's a it's a huge creature, right? It's like the size of a rhino mm. or something like that. Um. Oh, also, like sidebar, the uh, the shot where she, um, it dives into the pool and changes into Mary Beth off of the screen. That's a that's a beautiful that fantastic. shot. Fantastic! Yeah. That's another one of these like this is not a big budget film, and yet that looked stunning. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so um, Casey stabs it with three of those pens. Like, those pens keep saying, oh, this is yeah, the last one. Like, and then Zeke's in his car and it's like, it's a wash with them. They're littered everywhere. They're like, his steering wheel's made out of those pens. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just like, hmm, is this one of those kind of fake scarcity things? Are you just trying to drive up prices here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His market forces at work <laughs> in high school drug dealing. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, but then he just does it with three, and that's enough to evaporate a creature the size of, a, like, an Indian elephant almost is how big it is at points. And, it's a bit... And, and, and she kind of, she sprays the babies or the, or the larvae or whatever right into place. Oh, like, oh, like, that was like, oh, cringe. Yeah, and yeah. I love it. it and Elijah yeah. would have to say, he sells that, because he just looks, ah, yes. why is this, you know? Yeah, but then is. they immediately, it's like, you know, good timing, that they immediately die <laughs> and fall out of his face. Uh, although... Yeah, yeah. Now I might be he might be the unlucky one because he seems to keep his injury. You know, as soon as they fall uh, I suppose yeah. we, didn't, we didn't really see any other people get depossessed. Uh Stokes the, the nearest we've got oh, is when right. Stokes he goes back to check on Stokes on the occasion and there's the sort of dissolving parasites there. Uh, but she's all veiny and vascular, but I think the, the, maybe the, the parasites and things 
I yeah. think, you know, particularly, I think the Zeke character and the Stokely character are, you know, the outsider, yeah. the dark side, you know, as you have said, they, they conform, but on, yeah. well, Zeke kind of conforms on his terms. I don't know if we would say Stokely conforms yeah. on, on her terms. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I don't love yeah. what they did with her character. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's problematic. It, it is a bit. Join us as we discuss queer representation in... Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a whole different <laughs> That's... Uh, there's a lot of homo- yeah. There's a lot of homo- homophobic language um, from Delilah and others towards um, Stokes. That is, and yeah, it's it's quite. Oh, I mean, you know, I guess 1998 was not as accepting a time. But to praise you because it was 1998, yeah. not 1898. It was not as accepting a time as say it is yeah. now. Yeah. And you know, the fact that Stokes was using lesbianism as a way to keep people away. It was a bit like, oh, that's a really good point. That's that's problematic. That it it marks her as an even more of an outsider that people leave alone because she's a member of a you know a, a different community or whatever. It's yeah, again, sort of like you said before, you pick away, and maybe we're seeing it from a twenty twenty. I think so. Yeah, um, and maybe it's unfair, but at the same time, you've got to highlight it to say this is how far we've gone, and this is this we we can say this is bad. Maybe they didn't. Oh, I suppose they didn't know better because that's a that's a bullshit excuse. But yeah, I I know it's like because I've always like this like yes, I'm sure somebody probably went. Should we be doing this? Is this really a message that we should be giving across? And was potentially overruled <laughs> by a certain yeah. jailed producer. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, yeah. Um, now, I unbelievably, we have just flown through an hour, which I didn't even feel go by. Um, and to both listeners out there I hope you feel the same way (laughs) but I I, I know what I want to do is I I want to kind of bring it to sort of what are our final thoughts about this film both positive and negative and kind of what do you take away from this film yeah Um, I mean the positives it's it's extremely well made as you mentioned it's extremely well acted and I think it, it did well it's become a cult classic deservedly so what didn't work is it's very much of its time. It didn't. It doesn't have to be socially forward or revolutionary, but it could have been subtly uh, better for um, minority communities. And the fact that none of the main characters—I've just thought—none of the main characters from any kind of different ethnic communities are all white. <laughs> well, Mary Beth is from the south. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's definitely blonde and blue-eyed and from yes, space. Yes, exactly. But also from Atlanta, <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and kind of what, what uh, other than the racial divide that this film accidentally throws up, um, what, what else do you kind of take away from this? What, what would you... Yeah. Um, I think you can take... You can take away the fact you can you can pick a film apart and, and see its bare bones and still appreciate it. So we've gone, to, we have really, you know, taken it to pieces and peeled the layers yes, away. We have. <laughs> um, <laughs> really, but um, but at the same time, you can still come away and go, actually, I really enjoyed the film. I enjoyed the the um, that it's of its time and had problems, but also it's, it's entertaining. 
and it's fun and it makes you feel things. It's quite, it's actually funny as well. It is, although there's 100%, like there's bits where I'm watching it going like, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm laughing away. Um, it's, it, it's sort of, it's very much a member of that family of films which are, yeah. they are horror, but they're, they're not horror that is here to disturb you. Yeah. Um, you can come away with it feeling exhilarated rather than terrified. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And because it was relatively early in that as well, yeah. it was free of some of the. Uh, you know, there is schlock in this, not in a negative way. There is schlock, but it, some of the 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 real uber schlock that followed um, yes. the early two thousands were a strange time for film. Uh, so, yeah. Again, another episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> You pick the film yeah, well just, <laughs> I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Yeah, me too. Um, for today, however, I'm going to say that I uh, really enjoyed this film. And I really enjoyed this chat. Yeah, me too. Uh, and thank you very, very much. Um, You're welcome, Sean. So before I go on to my final, final remark, um, is there, if somebody wants to reach out to you and talk to you, how would they do that? Um, via Twitter and Instagram, I still have the same uh, handle on there, which is Ed underscore Brewski, B-R-E-W-S-T-I-E. <clears throat> and also, if you want to have a look at my theatre group, it's actingout.org.uk. Right. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, we're not performing right now, but um, keep an eye out for us next year. Hopefully, we'll be resurgent in Birmingham. Brilliant. Cool. And I will most definitely do my best to... If I can get there, great. If I can't get there, I will attempt to Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) We'll put an iPad on a seat. You'll you'll have to pay for it. Of course. We'll put an an iPad on a seat and you can watch us. I am so on board with that. I am so on board with that. Uh, I'm just going to message the the group and say, we've got one more person. We've got an audience member. (laughs) I'm bringing both of my listeners with me as well. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully, I'll only have two for a little while. Hopefully, I might even have three by the time we're doing a show. Uh, now, okay, I really must wrap up. Thank you so much. Thank you, just ha- yeah, not at all. You, thank you for your time. Thank you for suggesting this film. Yeah. Uh, this is a this this was great. Yeah, it was great. It was really good fun. I hope we do it again. Definitely, definitely. And that's the end of our episode this week, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Whether you think we're mad for what we've said, think we're stunning and wonderful, or frankly, think we're on crack, please consider following the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or the podcast catcher of your choice. If you want to get in touch, please fire an email to youroncrackmate at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all You're On Crack. Please rate and review if you can. Every word goes a long way. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider becoming a patron over on Patreon. For the same price as a coffee a month, you can get exclusive access to episodes before they air, along with creative input on the episodes we produce. So that is patreon.com forward slash Sean Ferrick. We'll be back next week for another episode of You're On Crackmate. I've been Sean, and you've been awesome. <laughs>